Welcome back, podcast listeners. This is the third season of the Bridge Stories podcast. We are your new hosts, Bianca and Nick, both from the class of 2021 at UWC in Mostar. Every Saturday, we'll cover a current global issue through the personal lens of our guests. For now, thanks for being here. We really hope you enjoy. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to the Bridge Stories podcast. Today, we have a very special guest. If you can give your name, your school, how old you are, and where you're from. I'm Felipe Lopez Lizarazo. I'm from UWC Mostar. I'm 18 years old and I'm from Colombia. Amazing, thank you, Felipe. Um, can you give us a brief overview of what you're going to be talking about today? Uh, today, I'm going to be talking about the current protests in Colombia, uh, what has been going on for the past year, and uh, the whole general overview of this. Cool, thank you so much. Uh, could you start off by talking about these protests you mentioned? Um, how they get started? Uh, the protests started on the 20, 21st of November in 2019, and the first wave ended in the 21st of February of 2020. But these protests started technically like way beyond because they have a massive historical background, because these protests involve many different topics and the Colombian population used these protests to speak about everything that they weren't happy about it. Um, the biggest one or the most famous topic of this protest, of course, was the 2016 peace treaty in Colombia, the peace treaty between the government and the armed group FARC. Um, the whole period of this, this is one of the longest internal conflicts ever in modern world. This conflict was around 50 years old. And so the history of this is takes way beyond. It technically started in 1947, I think, with the assassination of a political leader, and it just started like a whole period of violence, and then narcotics got in, cocaine and different products, and it was just a massive conflict. But in 2016, we managed to have a peace treaty with these people. Uh, we settled some, some different topics, and we, technically speaking, we have now a period of peace. But since Colombia was always into talking only about the armed conflict and the only present conflict that we would see was the conflict against FARC. But after this conflict ended, different other type of violence and struggles that we have been living in for our entire history starting appearing or became more visible. And that's one of the main reasons why these protests are starting to happen in Colombia. Because since we're not talking about the armed conflict anymore, we're looking at all these different issues that we have. Okay, amazing. Um, so, what kind of political consequences have these protests had? Have they affected the government in any way? Well, um, the new government, the new president that came in 2018, if I'm not wrong, Ivan Duque, uh, during these protests and all these different manifestations from the people, he's had like the lowest acceptance rate of a president in the entire history of Colombia. I think his rating was like below 23%. Uh, which is, of course, a massive impact on a government. Um, and also, like, a lot of different movements have started, different protests that have been putting way more pressure than usual into the, into the government. Because we, before, if, if the president or the current government could fight the armed conflict, he was considered to be a good president. But since we don't have a massive armed conflict right now, you have to do so much more and the political... A system of Colombia is not ready to be talking about something as an armed conflict, so that's why they are not well prepared for these different issues. So that's where there have been also many, many protests. Um, 
this president kind of tried to change different different ways of acting towards these people and there has been like a lot of uncertainties and insecurity colombia right now is facing one of the major assassinations like murders countless of murders of community and union leaders more than 50 or 60 die per year and the government is doing nothing about this students are not receiving they're not having the economical support of the government and the initial protest was because the 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 event that started all of this protest was because the government decided to change their their investment and they decided to invest more into armed stuff and like military rather than education and the students started the movement and then different other topics and different other political issues started also participating in the protest inequality corruption and um, uh, violence against women and minorities okay all right Wow, that sounds very, you know, complex and all that. You mentioned that the current president has very low approval rating. Uh, is there anyone else that uh, is being propped up by these protests or, like, that people support? Or is he just, you know, generally, on, is there no one else that, like, people would rather have in power? No, currently there isn't. There was another political candidate, but the same. All of them are corrupt, most if not saying all of the political candidates and political participants in the Colombian government are corrupt and the whole people know it, everyone knows it. So there isn't like another political candidate that people support. It's just at this point, it's just the people against the government because there isn't another one else. All of them have links with corruption. All of them have links with other type of murders and other type of crime, criminal actions. So there isn't like another political person that the people is currently supporting. Okay, thank you. So you talked a bit about the people's reaction to this government. Um, how have international reactions been towards these protests? Have there, has there been support or, or not? Well, these protests also came with different waves of protests in Latin America. There was massive protests in Bolivia. There were also massive protests in Chile. So there was, of course, a general international reaction of responding to all these different protests in Latin America, not only to Colombia. Um, initially, because Colombia has is probably the strongest link of the United States in Latin America. The U.S. current president, Donald Trump, uh, has been kind of supporting the co current government. So, of course, the people don't like U.S. intervention in this because we all know how U.S. tends to intervene in certain Latin American countries. So people in general don't actually don't agree with the U.S. participation and other type of countries, but in general they're just talking about how we've been living so many years with these different problems and the U UN, international organizations such as the UN are trying to help the people and they've been given different reports. The United Nations Human Rights Council has been given different reports and I mean there are, most of the international reaction is in support of these people because of the different murders and violations against human rights and oppression to minorities. All right. Um, yeah, that sounds, you know, with US intervention, it sounds very uh, difficult. But could you please give a little bit about your own personal involvement in it? Have you, you know, been out there or do you know people who have? I, I do know uh, people that have been in this protest also because it affected. I live in the capital. I live in Bogota and the capital was one of the cities that was mo mostly affected with this. Uh, I personally wasn't involved in the protest because when this protest happened, I was outside the country. I was in Bosnia and Herzegovina. 
So I didn't participate in the countries, but my family was there. Um, my dad, he used to be in the police. He was he used to be a police officer. He was a high-ranking officer of this unit. Unit, but I mean, he knows people and he's been protecting my house mostly because these protests. Of course, most of the protests of the people are good, but in these good people, there's always bad people that take advantage of these protests to riot and destroy the cities and to steal. So most of the people where I live decided to stay during this protest, like protecting the house so they wouldn't get attacked or they people wouldn't try to get into their houses. Okay, yeah, that does sound serious. And um, has uh, the, the current pandemic affected these protests at all? Massively, because, I mean, the protests ended officially and then we enter into the whole COVID phase, lockdown, and then the economy of the country Colombia is is an emerging is an emerging country. It was getting stronger little by little in its economy, but COVID just decided to destroy every our, all of our progress. So again, we're going back into poverty. Poverty rates increased in the entire country, and there was like a major economic crisis. So all these different protests and these different things that the people were protesting uh, against for just increased because of the economical situation. So also with the whole lockdown, people couldn't go out and protest and the government had some strong measures because we needed to protect um, the people. So, so far, uh, it affected, it gave them like a different space between the following protests, which it started like last week or two weeks ago. So COVID affected them. Then um, when lockdown ended and there were like more, less measure, measures against COVID, people started like protesting again. And then we went into another phase, which includes police brutality, because the same thing that happened with George Floyd happened in Colombia, where a police officer killed a, a person when they were like trying to arrest him uh, for a minor crime, like something people usually don't get arrested for, and they killed him. So people started reacting the same way that they reacted in the United States with George Floyd, protests, riots, they burned different police stations. There was like chaos in the whole country. Um, a lot of deaths, a lot of accidents, a lot of violence. So COVID kind of, in a way, gave the base for these different type of protests to start again and to rise again. And then it's the usual dilemma whether you should protest or protect yourself against the pandemic. Of course. And uh, you talked a bit about the br police brutality that's going on. Is, is this a major issue in Colombia or has this um, not really been an issue before? Yeah, see, uh, police brutality has been also a major issue. But it's, as I said before, it's one of these type of issues that people didn't notice or didn't look much into it because of the armed conflict. But since the armed conflict is technically over and people are looking at other different issues, police brutality is also super strong in Colombia. Um, in the last protest, the ones that happened at the end of last year and at the beginning of this year, there was also a lot of police violence, police brutality. Three people died because of police officers trying to control the crowds. Um, so yeah, police brutality, it's always there. The police unit for controlling these type of protests is heavily armed and they're trained as military as militaries. So they're trained to stop at whatever cost. So they're very violent also. So they're, the police officer, most of them are technically good, but the bad police officers are the one that's causing all this because they're actually super violent. And when someone with all this equipment, all this technology and all this strength and brute force has the ability to actually enforce it, it's always going to go south because they're going to be attacking people that don't have the resources or the equipment to defend themselves. So it always goes out and a lot of innocent people 
for both sides, either police or people protesting are going to die when there's violent people and violence involved in this. Of course. Um, and we saw in the U.S. that a lot of these uh, this police brutality was uh, affecting a certain um, demographic. Is it in Colombia against a minority as well or not? In this case, it's very debatable. It can go, it can be argued for both ways. Also, because in Colombia, we have a very mixed race. We have, there's not like, there is a white population and also there's still a, a colored population that is still gets heavily affected. Most of the most of, if not all, of the richest people in Colombia are also white. So in a way, it is also a kind of racist and there's oppression towards certain minorities. But in Colombia, I feel like racism is there, but uh, violence against women, it's bigger than racism. So women kind of get more affected by these type of protests. But there is still also racism and there is also a lot of discrimination towards colored people in Colombia. Yeah, this is sounds horrible. What do you see for the future of Colombia with these protests? Do you see any positive changes coming along, or do you see any like major um, factors coming into play in the future that would you know uh, affect how Colombia will be in the next you know, couple years? Colombia, it's improving by the year. I would say, if we compare ourselves to I don't know the nineties when we had Pablo Escobar, it's getting way better. But one of the most biggest threats of Colombia is that it's very slowly when it comes to changes. So there is going to be change. At least people are noticing all these different discriminations and violence, structural violence in the country, which is good because, as they always say, the first step of changing a problem is realizing that there is a problem. So at least people are getting more aware of this situation. But until there's going to be a lot of years until there's like a real change for this. So far, it's just going to be protests and protests and conflict against the government. And until we get a uh, government or political people that are not corrupt, that are actually ethical and they have morals and are not only thinking about money or corruption or how can we steal or take advantage, there's not going to be a good change. So for now, I'm going to say that it's going to be a, quite a few years until we see positive change in Colombia. Okay. Thank you so much for coming today and um, telling your story. Uh, we really appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you so much to both of you. Thank you for joining us today. We really hope you had a wonderful time. Hope to see you next week, same time, same place. Bye. Bye.